Welcome to So What Sustainability, a podcast series by Apricot Consulting. I'm your host, James McHugh, one of the leaders in the corporate social impact team. In this series, we explore leading trends and provide practical advice about environmental, social and governance issues and opportunities facing business and society. The traditional boundaries between the private sector, government and civil society is diminishing. Private companies are being expected to play a more meaningful role in addressing harm and creating value. As a result, there is a new wave of innovation in civil society, one defined by sharing of skills and experiences across sectors. People living with disability are twice as likely to be unemployed as those without a disability. And with one in six people in Australia living with some form of disability, the opportunity is ripe for us to rethink how we create more inclusive and meaningful employment pathways. Today, I'm joined by Tony Burns, the GM for Employment at Multicap. Tony was awarded the An Order of Australia Medal for his work in the disability sector and in philanthropy over many years. So welcome, Tony. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, James. It's great to be here. So, Tony, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Firstly, tell me a little bit more about Multicap. Thanks, James. Well, Multicap is an incredible company. It started back in 1962 with uh, five families. And over the last 60 years, it's gone through the ups and downs of the for-purpose world, like we like to call it. And uh, yeah, incredibly, it's gone from strength to strength. We, as I said, started with a dream back then in 1962. And now we are very proud to say that we've grown that to uh you know, with a turnover now of um, we've just gone into partnership with Open Minds. Um, so we've gone from um, $100 million to $160 million turnover. But really what that means too is that we've gone from, we've grown quite rapidly over the last few years. Uh, we focus in community hubs, support coordination, um, uh, employment, which is obviously my focus, um, housing, uh, specialised behaviour support, um, independent living, um, and social experiences as well, so and short-term accommodation. So um, it's an uh, incredible company. We employ over uh, just around about 2,000 people and, and support over 6,000, um, give or take. And uh, obviously, we're very passionate about what we're doing on a daily basis. So, uh, yeah, very proud to see where we've come from, from our origins, but we're also very excited about where we're going in the future. Certainly, certainly, Tony. And and Dylan Orcott was named Australian of the Year this year. Uh, do you think attitudes towards people with a dis- disability are changing? And importantly, are you seeing structural changes to make opportunities such as employment more accessible? It's a great question, James, and it's um, it's such a valid and important message right now in this society. Um, so, I was so proud. I've actually had the privilege to meet Dylan personally, um, a fantastic ambassador and, and, and person, an inspiration person for, for so many people, um, especially the sector of um, the word disability. I personally don't like the word disability, so um, I like to use it with all abilities. But, um, you know, Dylan's message is impacting. You know, you see it, especially over the last few years when you um, the Paralympics have come on, you can start to see the, the advertising start to change. You can see the difference in, um, you know, collectively uh, the rules and regulations around that. Um, specifically at the last Olympics, um, people with the Paralympics um, 
weren't rewarded for their winning gold medals and, and silver medals um, and bronze. Um, and Dylan was a big part with actually changing that. Um, so the government of Australia changed that um, as the Olympics was on because it was all about inclusiveness because why should someone who is um, got a, a disability should be um, you know, discriminated against not being rewarded for their efforts and passion. So I, I really feel that um, the driver and change on what Dylan has, um, and that's opened up so many other things too, especially in that employment space. Um, I've been very passionate and been inspired by, um, you know, Dylan and, and John McLean and people like that who are, are really revolutionary, the, the focus on focusing on possibilities, not disabilities. And especially in that employment space, James, it's uh, it's so important that people have um, a passion and a drive to get out of bed in the morning. And employment is such an important part of that. And so to be able to give people um, living with all abilities um, a real reason to come to work, make a contribution and actually uh, make a difference in their lives, but also um, other people's lives as well is something that um, I'm very committed to and um, Multicap is and, you know, we're, uh, we're doing some great changes in that space and so we're very committed to um, continuing to ask the question on how we can do it better and, um, you know, and watching that space. And I think Dylan, being an Australian of the year, um, is doing some great advocacy work um, across, the, across the world really about influencing real change in that space about open employment and um, giving people the option to uh, further their career and development. You started to touch on this in that answer, I think, but you talk about everyone deserving independence, skill development and satisfaction. How do you think meaningful employment advances that mission for the employees that you support? So it's so important, you know, about having independence and skills. So Everybody that gets out of bed or everyone that is breathing wants to make a contribution to their life. They want to actually grow. They want to actually make a difference, you know, and, and people think that and there's been this um, stigma of the word disability for many, many years, but the reality of it is they're just exactly like anybody else. They want to actually make um, a, a wonderful contribution to their lives. They want to get out of bed and make a difference. And every person is so different and their passions, their drivers, their, their go-to points um, are so unique. So for me, it's really important that we um, collectively as um, organisations and companies are open to the fact of putting the right people in the right positions and giving everyone the opportunity to um, fulfil their dreams um, and giving them a chance to further develop their skills um, and continue to make a difference, you know, and, and a contribution because I hand on heart and um, can say this, James, that I have the most committed and, and passionate workforce. And so if we can continue to break down the stigma of disabilities and, and showcase that to the wider community, um, you know, I think there's going to be some great change that can continue to happen in that space. As a social enterprise, you work in the supply chain of a number of corporates. What are some of the services your organisation provides? Yeah, so we um, very, uh, you know, proudly um, have come a long journey. So Multicap, obviously been going for 60 years, 
30 years ago, we actually saw a, a real gap in the, in the market space about employment. And so at that time, the company decided to uh, create some avenues for employment. And obviously, you know, over the last 30 years, it's gone through the, the ups and downs and, and, and opportunities and, and development of what that looks like. Um, excitingly, um, as I sit here now, I've been involved with Multicat for um, just over 18 months. Um, my vision when I came in was to continue to ask, how can we make real meaningful employment opportunities um, and not just filling the gap, you know, um, there are incredible organisations out there across the country, um, but I still feel that there's a real opportunity for organisations and government to, to consider how we can do it better and how can we think like a Fortune 500 company? How can we deal with big business? You know, um, if someone else can do it, why can't we? You know, so that's the kind of uh, focus that we've been doing. Uh, we've gone into partnerships with some really, really successful and, and high-end sort of companies. Um, Q3 and, and Transurban, we're very proud of actually opening up a, a partnership with them, uh, which has really helped us and with Apricot Consulting, really open up an opportunity and a segue to assist with um, really meaningful employment for them. But also the segue to that is educating them along the way too that it is possible. Um, to me, that's the biggest thing, James, that it's shown um, you know, there's a real social responsibility out there, but it's also actually showing big business that it is possible and it's not really hard. Um, and so from that, you know, we've got some other segues into other social enterprises with uh, commercial laundry. We've actually done a partnership with One Harvest, which is packaging with um, your lettuces and so forth as well. Um, and uh, we've turned that into... Um, a food processing plant, which has led on to a call centre as well, um, which just led on to turning a coin laundry that wasn't making lots of money into a commercial laundry. So I think the big thing about that for the listeners out there is sometimes when you take a step back and think, what is your pain points? What is not working right? Or how can we actually do better business? Um, you know, segueing into a company like Multicap um, can be actually transformational for those businesses. And I've seen it happen with Transurban and um, Q3. And, uh, you know, we're definitely open to seeing how we can do it better with other businesses as well. As a social enterprise, Tony, and we've talked about this quite a bit, um, but as a social enterprise, your organisation is quite advanced. Um, you're quite established. You've got some good, you know, really good business structures in place. Uh, one of the challenges I often hear from leaders of, of social enterprises is that uh, commercial contracts sometimes don't cater for the additional challenges of operating a social enterprise compared with what uh, there might be for a, a regular commercial enterprise. Uh, challenges like how you as a social enterprise apportion profits to social causes, sometimes the lack of uh, commercial acumen in having to navigate some of those tricky contractual agreements as examples of. Um, how have you and Multicap worked through these uh, to meet these challenges and, and really overcome those challenges? Yeah, that's a very great, it's a great question, James. And I think um, I'm a big believer of, um, you know, success breeds success and you need to actually um, associate yourself with great organisations and great partners and or 
other organisations out there, and I'll give you one, for example, which your listeners may know of. So, for example, social traders, you know, they're doing some fantastic stuff in that space. Um, so reaching out, and I think the other thing too, James, is um, organisations don't actually have to have all the answers, you know. I think sometimes if you've got the ability and the drive to actually make real change, um, it's about asking for help and reaching out to partners and organisations and sometimes even competitors because what happens is um, people want to make, you know, they want to make good change. Like most people want to do good things. And so I think as an organisation, we have developed uh, quite rapidly over the last few months, I would say, you know, uh, last couple of years, leading to what we're going to for our next sort of three-year roadmap about, you know, creating real meaningful opportunities and really understanding um, our pain points along the journey so we can actually learn from that and be a better company going forward so we can make better decisions. Um, so when I, I was just talking about this morning with my leadership team, you know, as such, you know, with COVID and everything happening these days, we're so busy and, and life's just happening, you know, so quickly. And I think as human beings and as, as business leaders, it's really important for us to take stock of that and and um, and continue to learn where we've come from and be reflective because I think as leaders, sometimes you're always thinking two steps ahead. And I think um, to take people on that journey, it's so important to realise where you've come from, um, celebrate those wins, understand you've got to go you've still got a fair way to go but sometimes you know if you don't do that reflection um you forget about where you've come from um and i think too i'm a big believer and um james you know this about partnerships so when you deal with companies it's it's more than just a business transaction it's a it's a it's a partnership of um evolution for for the customer but also yourself and I think if you can look at it that way and look at it not just as a transactional um, quantifiable number, um, I think you can get more outcomes. Um, and that takes away from the, just the transactional and it's more human focused. And when you've got the more human focused, you can actually see the real success behind where this could lead. And, um, you know, I know for one, dealing with yourself, James and Apricot um, Consulting, you know, it's been a partnership and, uh you know, I think successively, um, you know, we're in a much better space now than we were when we first met. And um, excitingly, um, the future looks very bright for um, organisations when you do it that way. And I think, um, you know, the possibilities are endless. You started to uh, touch on some of those outcomes there, but often when I'm talking with business leaders about sustainable and social procurements. I often talk about the changes in policy as being a key driver because that's, you know, very topical at the moment. However, and, and again, you did touch on this a little bit, but there are so many more opportunities that come with working with social enterprises, uh, you know, integrating diversity into your supply chain, demonstrating your corporate purpose in an authentic and tangible manner, um, engaging your employees with other social societal issues, which uh, with millennials taking over 50% of the workforce, um, that's incredibly important in terms of it, um, attracting and retaining that top millennial talent. Um, how has multi-cap 
helped your partners, your business partners to access and elevate some of those, those outcomes? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, and you hit it right on the head there, James. I think, you know, especially the millennials, you know, we know that they are focused more on the purpose and the why and what they're going to get out and what difference are they making and, and what, what, what is the organisation um, doing to transform the world? Um, in, in all multiple sort of uh, subjects. So when I look at it from Multicap's point of view, we're very clear on um, our why. You know, we, we really are clear on why we do what we do, why we get out of bed in the morning, and why should anyone care? So we're very clear on that, especially in the employment space. Um, and then through that, it actually educates um, staff, it educates families, it educates, you know, uh, politicians, that, you know, we are really in a space of very clear on definitives about where we are now and where we want to go. Um, and that's through our impact report, um, documentation on our, how we actually promote ourselves, And then also you hit it there before too, James, authenticity. You know, I believe and I've, I've looked at this and I, I think there's two major things that leaders um great leaders are focused on throughout the world is one, positivity, and two, authenticity. And I think if you surround yourself with leaders like that who are very purpose-driven, who are passionate, but also authentic about why they do what they do, then um, they are great organisations to be involved in. Um, And so I believe that, you know, my focus is to deal with organisations of the same mindset and then from that, you know, you can create some great outcomes. You know, I've seen it done with, um, with uh, from my own personal um, experience and also you see it from other organisations that are transforming, um, you know, the space of real change and it comes back to um, partnerships and really clearly understanding, um, you know, when you see passionate staff it comes back to really about culture and about what they're doing to transform um, society. And I think if, uh, you know, you see it with big business now with electric, um, you know, energy companies and uh, even, you know, even phone companies, you know, with how Steve Jobs transformed the way that telecommunications is or how um, Richard Branson transformed the way that people think about travelling on aeroplanes. You know, it's that, that transactional piece on it's got to hit, it's got to be um, connected to the person and the customer. And I think if it's done that, um, it can do, it can be, um, it can be really transfer, transformational. Do you see social enterprise and the business community working more closely together to create that mutual value uh, in, in the coming years? Yeah, James, um, absolutely. And never more in purposeful driven right now in the history of partnerships, because I believe, you know, when you look at it, um, companies are looking for that unique selling point. They're looking for that unique partnership. Um, Gone are the days that organisations can just have an AGM report and promote the figures and, um, you know, your stakeholders. You need to have something that's even even better than that. So I've seen it work really well and successfully um, when you have that combination of, um, you know, driven multi-million, you know, big business dealing with social enterprise, it combines to be such a a unique selling point for 
not only the stakeholders or the partners involved in the business, um, you know, you've got the staff, you've got the families, but then you've also got the potential new customers as well. And so, and then, you know, you've got another layer of that of government and policy. So I think when you wrap that up in, into one bow, it can be quite powerful. Um, I'm totally committed to continue to ask that question on how can we do it better? How can policy be done better? How can we actually, you know, as a society, do better outcomes? Um, but I believe that when you combine both the big business world and social enterprise together, um, you know, they can actually create um, transformational change, which we haven't seen before. Tony, it's been fascinating to talk to you. A couple of takeaways from mine. Uh, firstly, how can business leaders be more inclusive of disability? So as business leaders, we need to be thinking about how can we, and you mentioned that word authenticity a number of times, how can we be more authentic in the way that we promote uh, uh, inclusivity of people with disability. And one of the ways we can do that is thinking about how can we be working with organisations such as Multicap to achieve that. Yes. Um, and the second thing that I think I'm taking away from the conversation, Tony, is um, we need to focus on possibility and not disability. Um, and to do that, we need to get it on the agenda. We need to be talking about it in our boardrooms. We need to be thinking about how can we, uh, you know, connected to that first point, how can we be authentic in the way we demonstrate that inclusiveness? Where are the levers that we can pull within our organisation, within our sphere of influence to be able to achieve that? Um, and we've got to start the conversation if it's not already happening. Absolutely. If it's on the agenda, then we can actually consider it and then, you know, um, anything's possible. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining me today, Tony. It's been great. James, it's been a pleasure, mate, and thank you for the opportunity and um, have a fantastic day. To our listeners, be sure to check out uh, Multicap's website or their LinkedIn for more information about, uh, about the organisation and you'll find some contact information on those uh, sites as well if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, for more information about Apricot Consulting, please visit our website and subscribe to this podcast series. You can also follow me at James McHugh on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us on So What's Sustainability.